Welcome to the National Democratic Institute's Changing the Face of Politics podcast series. In these candid conversations recorded from home, politically active women from around the globe interview each other about the male-dominated world of politics. They're the best examples of why we need to move faster to reach political parity between men and women before the middle of the next century and change the face of politics. In this episode, Vera Yarova, the Vice President of the European Commission for Values and Transparency, interviews Ambassador Roya Rahmani, Afghan Ambassador to the United States, about the successes and challenges of women's leadership in politics, peace, and security. Hello, welcome to this episode of the Changing the Face of Politics podcast series. My name is Vera Jourova and I am the Vice President of the European Union for Values and Transparency. My guest is Ambassador Roya Rahmani, who is the Ambassador of Afghanistan to the United States. I am very much looking forward to this conversation. Thank you, Vice President. I am pleased to be here for this conversation. Thank you for having me uh, here. So I will start questioning, which is a great opportunity for me to to know more from uh, what you think about the progress in gender equality worldwide and also your personal experience, which is definitely very valuable uh, for for all of us. So I will start by maybe a little bit uh, personal question. What motivated you to get politically involved? What was there any personal connection to an issue uh, and uh, political party? What about uh, your family? What, how did they see uh, you engaging in politics? Thank you, uh, Vice President. Uh, I started my career working with NGOs um, and the government was always heavily critiqued by these organizations. I found that there were lots of issues and practices that I disagreed with the government uh, about. But I wasn't content to just complain. I wanted to manifest change in the system and transform it from the inside out. So uh, that was the motivation for me how I started to get politically involved. My family, uh, has been always apolitical, uh, but a personal connection that I had uh, in the realm of politics has been also the issue of uh, women's rights or just simply being a woman in politics. Um, working in politics is so much more difficult in my experience in so many ways when you are a woman especially when you are not aligning with the, uh, some of the practices uh, and uh, certain traditions in the society that you are living in. The whole system is very masculine. It's uh, very difficult to even become a placeholder and to make changes, to assert new ways. It takes a lot more effort when you are a woman. Um, so, but I have to say that uh, um, my ultimate goal has always been to change policies, systems, and structures that if a woman does not want to abide by the binary 
traditional gender roles, they still find themselves an active member of the society. Yes, very interesting. Thank you very much. Uh, well, I think that we all have uh, the driver uh, that we engage in politics to change things for the better. And I think it's the uh, motivation of many women uh, entering politics. Uh, do you think things has have changed for women in political leadership and decision making in the last 25 years? And what impact of their engagement have you seen? Do you have any example? I have noticed that globally there um, has been uh, a good number of uh, positive changes. There has been changes in cultural norms and perception of women in power um, in the past 25 years. Uh, it is becoming more uh, increasingly acceptable or even encouraged for women to enter uh, uh, politics and positions of powers across the board. In Afghanistan, for example, our parliament is now made up of 28% uh, of women, which is higher than the global average. Uh, we have women in uh, the high level decision making position more than ever before. Uh, and worldwide, the gap between uh, men and women in management position has narrowed 38% uh, over the past 20 years. And mm -hmm. women's representation in legis legislatures, uh, legislative bodies has doubled since 1995. But, mm. but the circumstances that allow women to access power or uh, while it is improving, there are still some very stubborn uh, things uh, that are staying the same. Mm -hmm. Despite all the progress that we see, especially in the realm of literacy, which has tremendously changed in the past 25 years, women are still the first and the hardest hits during crises, whatever these crises may be, man-made, natural, whatever. Uh, and uh, now that we are experiencing a pandemic, I have heard the financial, emotional, and physical effects impacting women in particular referred to as a shadow pandemic. Women are suffering under increased levels of domestic violence and are losing their positions more than men do. Uh, this is all happening while they are also carrying a very heavy burden of caregiving and domestic work. Uh, prior to the pandemic, women on average uh, spent one to five hours a day than men in unpaid domestic work and childcare. And uh, that also translated to working one to six hours less a day than men in market activities. But the biggest gap that, that I see that it still remains are, are in, in, in the areas that uh, are preventing women from being able to access uh, the positions of powers or uh, is, is, the is access to political equity. Women cannot open bank accounts in 72 countries still in, around oh. the world. Women are only owning 28% of the businesses worldwide and they receive 1.7 trillion lists when applying for finance or micro or small and medium enterprises. This is huge. Oh. Oh. This isn't just a question 
oh, about what happened in the last 25 years and what is going uh, to happen in the next 25 years. The World Economic Forum has estimated that it will take 257 years for women to reach economic parity with, with men at the pace that we are uh, moving right now. And without being economically empowered, women will not be fully empowered to engage as equal members of the society. Well, yes, the COVID-19 crisis uh, shows to us that the negative trends and things which we saw before the crisis are now amplified and that they require maybe stronger action. So may I ask you, uh, what will you personally do to accelerate uh, some of the policies or, or steps to empower the women and uh, through empowerment of women also to help the women who uh, appear in, in troublesome situations uh, to, to get uh, uh, out of the problems and to have better position? Three things, um, if I could uh, list. <laughs> um, first, I would like to continue not to give up because there is sufficient forces to, to, is, that is trying to, to stir you to that direction. Um, but uh, uh, we do not, uh, we, we, we have to make sure that we are not going to give up what we are doing. Secondly, of course, I want to continue to support women uh, around me and uh, uh, wherever they are. This is extremely important uh, factor, and I see this is also one of the one of the, the, the differences in the way that the men and women lead. Uh, unfortunately, women do not tend to support each other uh, as they should. And oh. finally, I would like to uh, continue to use every opportunity to assert myself and pull the young ones along. Uh, we have to recognize that, that we have to empower them and keep uh, uh, and try to pass on the torch. Uh, as a woman, we understand the difficulties that other women experience. So we need to uh, go, uh, we need to start our day every day with that empathy uh, to, uh, for everybody that's around us. Do I understand well that you are the most optimistic about the young generation where we should invest and try to address them and encourage them to create better world for themselves as well? I am optimistic about the younger generation. I see that uh, as they grow, uh, the internalization of the gender role is becoming less common, at least in many places in the world. I think that uh, this has to do with increased exposure to global culture uh, due to the dramatically increased connectivity. And connectivity has increased massively in recent years. Uh, we have noticed firsthand how uh, significant its impact has been. I'm also very hopeful about all the successful leadership we are seeing in women uh, that they demonstrate all over the world. And finally, what makes me hopeful is uh, when I see men uh, who recognize and understand this importance, uh, uh, the, the importance of diversity and change. Uh, in my country, for example, in the past five years, women have reached 
the levels that they have never reached in, our, in the history of our country. And we are not a new country. So oh. the, the top-down leadership uh, promoting women and giving them an opportunity has been massive in my personal experience as well as uh, uh, what women experience in my country. I think that, uh, and for me, but it's very interesting to, to listen to you and your experience from your country, because, uh, you know, I come from Central Europe and uh, uh, it, is, it is always uh, interesting to hear how uh, we try to solve the problems, the same problems on, on different places on, on, on the globe. So very interesting. Also, uh, speaking about the young generation and the empowerment, uh, I always say that uh, uh, the world will be a better place when we will have more uh, women in uh, decision-making power. So my question to you is, do you think there is a difference in the way women and men lead and engage with others? Do you have an example either way, differences are the same from your experience? Sure. Um, yes, I think there are some differences in the ways uh, that men and women uh, lead. I wouldn't say that they are completely different, but there are some distinctive uh, features uh, based on uh, the experiences uh, I have had. Uh, men are, of course, uh, it's um, uh, there is empirical evidence that in the leadership role, men are more assertive and overconfident sometimes, uh, whereas women usually downplay their skills and abilities. And also women uh, tend to be more empathetic and agreeable, detail-oriented, less assertive. And some, a lot of these uh, traits uh, are often portrayed as negative ones uh, and also as a way to uh, basically tell women that uh, they are not qualified uh, for certain uh, positions. Um, I want to give an example of, of how women lead and stir things uh, um, about uh, uh, women in Afghanistan, and particularly their engagement in peace building, uh, something that, that we have been yearning for for now 40 years, peace. Women are not usually the perpetrators of violence. Uh, and in uh, the case of Afghanistan, um, they have not been engaged uh, directly leading parties into war. Uh, and also, uh, unfortunately, they have been always underrepresented, uh, uh, underrepresented in the negotiations and peace talks and solving the, the conflict. However, um, Afghan women are very highly skilled and cons in consensus building. Mm -hmm. uh, this uh, this uh, takes usually more time and effort, but uh, it leads to broader inclusivity and the durability of the outcome. Afghan women have successfully encouraged local insurgents to participate in peace talks and coordinated with the wives of the insurgents to facilitate several hostage releases. Uh, mm -hmm. Women also build bridges and uh, they can do so decisively. Uh, assertiveness uh, should not be confused with decisiveness, uh, which is usually unfortunately the case uh, when it comes uh, to women leadership. Another uh, difference that, that uh, I have noticed between the male and, women, uh, and female leadership uh, seems uh, 
to be uh, that women are content to do a lot of work behind the scene. And they are more focused on getting the desired outcome uh, and care less about the pump or the privileges or the show of their positions. Um, I and uh, uh, about, uh, of course, men tend to support each other uh, uh, in the leadership positions, a point that, that I mentioned before. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, women are widely very critical of themselves and the other women in the position of uh -huh. power. Something that we, I believe we all need to work on. Um, so I would say that, that even sometimes women are more critical of other, other women than men are. So it, it, it is uh, shrinking the, the uh, ambience uh, for themselves or the position for themselves even uh, more and, and putting additional restriction. So these are a, a few of the traits that I have noted. Yes, it's very interesting. I, I mentioned yesterday very similar things. So <laughs> I think that uh, there are many commonalities and, and uh, the women not supporting women. Uh, I think that there is a big space to work on, mm -hmm. on it because Absolutely. we have to present this. Uh, if I may uh, come back uh, to a little bit personal tone, uh, uh, can I ask you what surprised you about being in public life? That's an interesting and also hard uh, question. But of course, I will, I will um, start by saying that what actually most surprised me uh, is how little the public understands how political life works and about the, ro about the role that media plays in that. Mm -hmm. Uh, I feel like people often don't know, for example, about my job mm -hmm. and what I am expected to do as an ambassador. And, and uh, of course, uh, uh, again, as I mentioned, that, that the, the role of the media now, there is the social media, which is an added layer without any accountability. Mm -hmm. uh, people... Uh, usually uh, uh, get uh, what surprised me in the public office is that, uh, that the office holders get criticized for things that they are not responsible and also uh, um, celebrated for things that they didn't do. Mm -hmm. and, um, so uh, I think that, that there is a lot of uh, false imaging being crafted. Uh, in the uh, when people are in public office and this was uh, one of the areas that that uh, have surprised me in the public office uh. Uh, um, but some major pluses uh, are of course uh, that while in public office i personally have been able to uh, meet wonderful people like yourself oh, thank you <laughs> And, and many more. Uh, and uh, my biggest encouragement is uh, the youth uh, who say uh, they are encouraged by me. I am my biggest, the, the biggest uh, compliment uh, I have ever received is uh, when uh, a young uh, high school girl tells me that, that they, uh, 
they look at what I do and it's encouraging for them and, and, and they are aspiring uh, for holding uh, political office because they see uh, women like myself uh, holding them. Um, so I, 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 I would stop at that. Okay, thank you. Uh, well, uh, of course, pluses and minuses are uh, interesting to, to hear from you, but uh, what let challenges? Me, let, me add, let me, sorry, let me add, let me add one, one other thing. Uh, I think one of the minuses, uh, and, and we need to recognize this, that, 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 that the, the toll that it does take on our personal lives and family lives, because mm -hmm. In my experience, for uh, for being in politics, but especially women in politics, the situation is always of sink and swim, sink or swim. Mm -hmm. You are you mm -hmm. have to continuously uh, uh, work uh, very hard, uh, multiple fold uh, harder, uh, uh, both because you need to satisfy yourself. Uh, this is our part of our nature being. A little too hard on ourselves, and oh. also to to continue to to keep up, uh, because uh, we are a lot more under scrutiny than any male counterpart would be. Yes, well, uh, we uh, see that one of the problems we face are the internal enemies, the the low self confidence, and also our habit to focus on on the substance, on the subject, on the problem, rather than on our fame. Uh, we have a proverb in my language that the success has many fathers. Uh, mm -hmm. I have never heard that the success has many mothers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think that we should also uh, change that. But uh, next to those, uh, our own internal enemies and, and, uh, and barriers, uh, what about the, the acceptance by the society? Because I think in, in no, no culture, it is so, so obvious that uh, the women uh, go to politics uh, and uh, take uh, important decision-making positions. How about the society? What were the challenges you had to face from, from this side? the proverb you shared from your uh, culture, but then there is a world known expression that, you know, like behind every successful man, there is a woman. And uh, uh -huh. the key word in that is behind. The, the, the role of women or the place of women in minds uh, of many in, uh, being internalized is behind. Uh, so mm -hmm. when you are at the forefront, you are misplaced. In, in minds of many people. Uh -huh. So uh, the, the, the challenges uh, uh, in, the, in the society is huge. This is why uh, it is, uh, I think there is a direct correlation between the, the uh, lack of confidence that you were referring to the internal enemy uh, and uh, the society because they are reinforcing one another. Uh, young girls from very young age uh, are uh, not uh, prepared uh, to take on public life and public office and uh, leadership positions. Uh, just, just a very basic example of that. Like in my country, as the young uh, little girls, uh, like children, when they uh, grow, um, usually you will just notice that uh, at, at the very early ages, uh, the, the little boys are playing outside um, on their lane and they are engaging with the neighbor's sons and whatnot. 
and 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 being out and about in the uh, uh, public space but the girls or helping their mothers, they are uh, uh, giving the bottle for the for the baby sibling, and uh, or expected to to learn uh, how to do the work around the house. Uh, this is there is no surprise that a lot of men. Uh, after even being exposed to a variety of experiences for uh, different places, uh, having a different experience and, and consciously thinking that there is nothing that women have less uh, to uh, be at the leadership positions or uh, they uh, demonstrate that competence, they still believe that uh, there is uh, that uh, uh, sort of uh, internalized behavior. Um, one of the things I heard from a very wise man was that it is like bodies, the, the same cells regenerate the same cells. Um, mm -hmm. So when, when, they, when they are hiring, they are thinking more of the male candidates than the, than the women, than the female. In the networking spaces, women are not as present as they, as they should be. Therefore, men sometimes even feel uncomfortable when there is, um, and, and you have, must have had a lot of such experiences uh, in, in your role, that, that uh, the majority are men and you would happen to be uh, in minority, if not the only women in, in many <clears throat> meetings. So that, that, that's already puts you in a, in, a, in a minority position, in a distinctive position. And, 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 and this is how the, the lack of confidence and the society and the internalization of the roles or uh, continuously reinforcing one another. So yes, the society and the norms and the, and the perception is huge. But also on the hindsight, I have to add that by just ignoring it and keep going it, and especially this, this message is for the younger women, and, and just ignoring and, and keep going and focusing on your goals, you will see that changes. They get used to it. It is hard. They, they do accept and they get used to it. And I have seen, as I mentioned before, the ex so many examples of it, particularly in the last five years when the government made a commitment to empower women in Afghanistan. So what you said before that uh, your advice is never give up. Uh, this <laughs> is uh, a message for all of us because of course I can also confirm that in the European Union, the so-called traditional position of a woman uh, is uh, one of the barriers uh, which uh, uh, prevents the women from uh, getting the, the positions in politics and business. And the only way how to break it is to not to give up. And as you also said before, to work, uh, did you say four times harder than the men? <laughs> Was I, it four I, times? No, yes. I, I wouldn't say. Uh, I no, I haven't quantified that. I wish. <laughs> I wish it was four times. I think uh, multiple folds. I, I would say. Okay, multiple. Yeah, we still we still have I think three minutes, uh, uh, Madam uh, Ambassador. So just just one one last question. Uh, how do you see the perspective of cooperation with the Vice President Elect Kamala Harris? Because you will be close to her as uh, the ambassador to the United States. Uh, is is there any plan <laughs> or are, are we only still passively happy about having the woman in such a high position? Uh, we are happy and we should never be shy to say how happy we um, are. Uh, yes. 
is a huge uh, success uh, and uh, uh, as, as uh, the uh, vice president elect herself said uh, it is about the little girls that are watching uh, and, yes. and about uh, uh, basically breaking that barrier that women can't do right so um, in terms of the prospect of work uh, with her, I am uh, looking forward uh, to the new administration, uh, um, whichever administration it is, uh, to, to work with them. And uh, also uh, working uh, with another woman uh, in, in such a position uh, is uh, always a source of additional energy and confidence uh, for women like myself. I have looked up to many uh, women world leaders, uh, including uh, uh, Vice President-elect Harris. Uh, and I'm looking uh, forward to making, uh, uh, to strengthening the relationship between our countries in ways that women lead, in ways that it is empathetic, in ways oh. that has long-term impact in ways that that uh, we uh, we move uh, policies with care, uh, mm. care for the constituencies for both of our countries, and we find as women the even more areas of convergence of our national interests. And I see multiple ones of that, and one of the biggest successes that United States has had, and they should be proud of it, is in terms of their support to women's rights in Afghanistan. And, and we need to further nurture that. And I'm very much looking forward to working on these issues. Thank you very much for, for this answer and also for, for all, all the other answers. It was a great pleasure to speak to you. I uh, read uh, and heard a lot of uh, things about uh, your and your political career and, and I can confirm after this short uh, discussion that you are indeed uh, a passionate advocate for the participation of women and youth in democratic processes. So uh, thank you very much. It's been a pleasure for me and good luck in your future work. Thank, Thank you, you and have for a everything you are doing, Vice President Jarova. The honor has been mine. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Changing the Face of Politics podcast series. To learn more about the series and NDI's initiative, please go to NDI's website at ndi.org.